BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast and happy Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. I'm really looking forward to the weekend, weekend, because I'm podcasting at you live from Nashville. Hey, Jax, how you darn? Darn good. How does it feel to be in Music City? Oh, I'm already, I've got the music in me. Like, I'm feeling the power of Nashville coursing through my veins. For real? <laughs> no, I haven't left the hotel room I got here last night. Um, I'm podcasting. Like, I haven't left my hotel. But I can feel the energy outside. It's electric. It's also a big weekend in Nashville. Last night, the city was a buzz. I couldn't even get to the hotel. Janet Jackson was performing at Bridgestone Arena. There are two college graduations this weekend. Nash, uh, no, not Nashville, uh, Vanderbilt and Belmont, I think it's called. So it's just the city is ablaze. Wow, congrats to the graduates. Congratulations. Congrats. <laughs> congrats. Congrats to the grads. Con- congratulatory congratulations to the grads. If you're a graduate and you're listening to this episode, congrats and thanks for listening and being a toaster um, at, at your you know ripe young age. It means a lot to us. And most importantly, congrats. Yeah, on all you've achieved. (laughs) Um, We've got a great audio-only episode for you guys. So our YouTube listeners, hope you can catch us on the ones and the twos uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Jax is in New York. I'm in Nashville getting ready for the Eras Tour. Mm -hmm. And it's very exciting. It's very exciting. Any updates on the weekend plans or the Eras Tour since you were on the podcast yesterday? No. No, nothing's changing. Nothing's changing. I did change hotel rooms. You know, whenever we get to a um, hotel, Ben has a problem with the hotel room. And it's like he's so particular that I just ignore him. But he was 100% right. We got put in this dungeon. Like, literally, there were no windows in this room. I actually felt claustrophobic. And that's not even, like, a condition I suffer from. So there was a, a change in rooms last night. But other than that, the plans remain the same. Okay, great. I'm so excited to podcast with you but then to end the podcast so that you can embark on your Nashvillian adventure I'm you know I love the Tennessee crew I'm a Tennessean at my heart in my core yeah sure no I really am have you been to any other parts of Tennessee yes bitch I know you're trying to catch me in some no sort no of no thing. I, I'm just asking you I've been to Memphis. I have never been to Memphis. Well, I can't even sing that song wholeheartedly. I've never been to Memphis, so I could sing it. It's stunning. Truly lots of culture. And I've also been to Franklin, which is like outside of Nashville, but it counts. Okay. Cool. So yeah, I've been to a few places. That's so awesome. Isn't it just dandy? (laughs) Do you guys know that Theo's... 
Theo's birth name, the name that he was given <gasps> at his breeder, oh my was God. actually Dandy. Oh, geez, no, because we were doing the breath when you got Theo, and it was a big topic of discussion. And I wanted you to call him by his birth name, Dandy Hansen. And Dandy Hansen. And by the way, like <laughs> Dandy, first of all, it doesn't roll off the tongue in any You're sort wrong. of way. You're so wrong. And two, like, let's call a spade a spade. Dandy is a girl's name. <laughs> like, Dandy would have been an amazing name, and you were wrong for that. I I stand by my decision. Another Claudia life fun fact is that Theo actually had a name change early in his life. Yeah, Theo was not first... his original name, and his original name was Dandy. But then his second name that Claudia named him when she first got him was Moofy. M-O-O-F-Y. And it was like a really cute pet name me and Ben called each other at the time. We still kind of do. And we were like, oh, my God, how cute. Like, if we actually take this pet name and give it to a pet. And on day one, we knew immediately it was going to be so confusing. Like, Ben was talking to Theo Mufi at the time. And I was in the other room being like, yeah, are you calling me? It was moronic. And it wasn't our best idea. And I'm glad we had the foresight, like, not to, you know, sometimes you have a bad idea, but you just got to stick with it because you're stubborn. I'm, I was so glad I was mature enough to realize, like, you know, maybe this wasn't my best call. Yeah. So then he rebranded again to yes. Theo. He did. To gorgeous Theo. And it's been a joy ever since, honestly. I believe that. I'm looking at my own Stry Sands right here. He's been just like extra angelic. And mm. we're just having a moment. You know when you go through like waves of just like of course. bonding, period. Connection. Connection. We are extremely connected these days. I'm thrilled for you. I'm thrilled for Strice. And I'm thrilled for the community. Yeah. I'm thrilled for you. And you know what? I think we should get into the episode because you need to embark on your weekend. I know you have big plans. You're like going over to Shannon's with the girls, spray tans. Yeah. Actually, do, do I look tan? Shannon sprayed me. And I'm, I'm vlogging this whole thing for Patreon and all the girls who like we all traveled separately we're staying in different places we're like a group of 15 they are vlogging too and being really supportive of the patreon so you will see you know it, what, what's going on me and ben are at the hotel with lauren elizabeth because we're just like you know boring like that mature margo mature mature Margo and her friends are staying at Shannon's and then the rest of the crew got this big Airbnb. That's where I'm going to go afterwards because I want to see it. Apparently it's really nice and there's like a rooftop deck with a TV. Hmm. Um, so that's where I'm going to head after this. Where was I going with this story? About oh, our Patreon. Tan. Oh. No. Well, always patreon.com slash the toast. But I got my spray tan last night. Shannon has a full-blown machine. And when I tell you, I think it's just as good as any like professional spray. She was legit like doing the hand motions like like really going at it. She's like, spread your thumbs, turn to the side. Ninja. Like she was really killing it. Amazing. Yeah. You do look good in tan. Thank you. Good in tan. When I'm good and ready, I'm good in tan. (laughs) Okay. All right, should we dive in? Yeah, let's dive in. We actually have really – real stories for a Friday and for that I am grateful me too there's a story I'm excited to talk about like an influencer drama thing um that's going on on TikTok and of course we're coming in with a hot take that no one's gonna agree with can't wait for it so now without further ado here are the fast five stories that you need to know is it you or you you 
Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, you need to know that today's episode is brought to you by Urban Stems, the most fabulous flower delivery service. They deliver modern bouquets and stylish plants next day nationwide. So for all of our forgetful queens who are like always forgetting people's birthdays, anniversaries, you know, Mother's Day's coming up, Urban Stems has got your back. And with Mother's Day coming up, their Mother's Day collection is curated with love and adoration in mind. Every bouquet is designed in-house and it is super on trend. All of their deliveries include a personalized note that is sent to your recipient, thoughtfully designed packaging, and 100% happiness guarantee. So I've been using Urban Stems because I'm constantly sending people stuff. I'm like so generous like that. And I only know about Urban Stems because somebody who I work with, whenever they would send me flowers, was always sending me Urban Stems. That one day I literally wrote it down. I'm like Urban Stems. And I've been using them ever since. Their delivery is on point. Their packaging is super, super cute. And the, the flower designs are really beautiful. So um, you can schedule your flower delivery in advance to show how much you love them. Don't wait to the last minute and settle for the disappointing flowers from the grocery store. You can shop by color, price range, even flower type, and you can take your pick from a variety of bouquets, plants, gifts, and floral subscription options that are all available at urbanstems.com. With Mother's Day coming up on Sunday, May 14th, don't forget, you can visit urbanstems.com toast to see some of the, their top picks. Just be sure to order in time by using code toast for 15% off your purchase. Again, Mother's Day is upon us do not forget go to urbanstems.com slash toast get our most beautiful bouquets and order in time using code toast for 15% off your purchase that's code toast for 15% off your purchase today's episode is also brought to you by the perfect bar the original refrigerated protein bar that you know and love for those of you that live under a rock or who rudely skip through our ads here are the fast five things that you need to know about the perfect bar they're made with freshly ground nut butter organic honey and 20 organic superfoods they have 17 grams of proteins and they come in 10 delicious flavors plus they also come in little snack size bars that are perfect for a busy toaster on the go three they're made with only whole food ingredients they contain no artificial preservatives and the perfect bar is stored in the fridge four they have the most sickening cookie dough texture perfect bar is unlike any other protein bar out there and fifth if you aren't already convinced they're also non-gmo project verified they're gluten-free they're soy-free they're low gi and they're kosher so perfect bar knows that it'll be love at first bite so for a limited time they're offering you a chance to try their refrigerated protein bars for free love that these are stored in the fridge they're so fresh they're so good and a lot of them have delicious chocolate in them like dark chocolate the ones that I like do when you put them in the fridge they become this like hard crunchy shell and then the inside is like that cookie dough texture we were saying and it's really a perfect it is a titillating experience for your taste buds a sensational experience so if you want to get a free perfect bar sign up for email or texts upload a picture of your receipt from your local grocery store and they will reimburse you for the cost of one bar it'll go directly into your venmo or paypal account so again all you have to do is go to perfectsnacks.com toast to get that free perfect bar today that's perfectsnacks.com t-o-a-s-t to get that free perfect bar today happy snacking thank you claudia you're welcome, Jackie. Our first story, a little legal news. Ed Sheeran has been found not liable in a copyright lawsuit. He says he feels the truth was heard and believed. So a jury has found Ed Sheeran not liable in a lawsuit filed against him for alleged copyright infringement over his 2014 single, Thinking Out Loud. Uh... He was accused of lifting direct elements of the Marvin Gaye classic song, Let's Get It On, for this Grammy-winning single, 
thinking out loud. The unanimous verdict was reached after about a three-hour deliberation by seven jurors in a New York City courtroom on Thursday. Ed said, quote, I feel like the truth was heard and the truth was believed. It's nice that we can both move on with our lives now. It's sad that it had to come to this. He was like really spinning out rattled by this whole situation he had said earlier this week like if the case didn't go his way he was like quitting music because like this is his artist he's process. lost all faith he lost all faith in the process uh, he also said that he missed his grandmother's funeral I think because yeah, he had to sad. be in New York for the trial so like Ed Sheeran is pissed and while the trial was happening I wasn't keeping up with it and I don't know in how thinking out loud is similar to let's get it on but I assume they had like a good case if they were pursuing it but apparently like the estate of Marvin Gaye just like tries to sue everyone for everything yeah apparently it's just like a thirsty estate you know going after everyone and how they were similar is that like basically most popular songs consist of like a uh, four chords like repeated and there are only so many chords out there so it was like the same four chords but I see these videos on TikTok all the time it's like did you know that this song and this song have the same four chords and like oh if you listen to it yeah there are only so many ways to like on a guitar or piano like create a song at its core it's not that crazy it's not that uncommon and it really was like a not it really wasn't clearly because the jury agreed there wasn't that much evidence that it was a copycat like there are certain coincidences coincidences and similarities in the songwriting and music making process and this was just one of them and like Ed Sheeran was fucking pissed like not me and never seeing him angry before like he was like I will quit yeah yeah let's like be okay with parallel thinking one and two I actually pride myself a talent of mine is being able to hear Mm -hmm. a song and tell you like a similar song or like something that has like a similar element and the fact that I didn't catch this I just feel like they should have had me on the witness stand because Agreed. this was not a match. No, Ben does that too. He'll be listening to a song. He'll be like, wait. He's like literally like a mathematician. Like, wait one second. And then he'll literally like look through his Spotify for the song he's looking for. And you know what? He does make a really good call. Like some, sometimes these songs sound so familiar. Yeah, no. I have a few that come to mind. But one that's just like so underrated is um, the beginning of Honky Tonk Highway and mm-hmm. Rockstar by Hannah Montana. And another one, I don't know who Maroon, who Maroon by Taylor Swift and 100% by Claudia Ashray. Yeah, that one, it, honestly, you have a case. No, I know. Yeah. I think that a lot about songs, but that's just like, we're all like, all these people are just writing we're pop songs with inspired. the same. Yeah, but like, there are only so many instruments, so many chords, so many words. Like, it's not that crazy. I don't hear the similarities at all. And it just seems so obvious. Like, okay, it's clear that, like, the estate of Marvin Gaye is, like, on this, like, war path. Like, they're suing people left and right. And to go after, like, Ed Sheeran for thinking out loud, it's just, like, the biggest song ever. Like, it's just so obvious. Yeah. Especially, like, it's embarrassing that they didn't have a case. And now, whatever case they bring forward next, like, I'm not going to take it seriously. Because also, like... Typically, you would take something like this seriously. People don't go to court and sue for their artistic property, especially posthumously without. Well, that's like this makes me think of Tom Petty, a state suing Sam Smith and winning for Stay With Me. And what was Tom Petty's song? Um, I don't remember, but they won because they're really the songs were exactly the same. Damn. Right. So you would think like. There's a case, but there's no case here. And I feel like this chips away at people who do have a real claim. Yeah, like it it also chips away at the integrity of all future lawsuits coming from the gay estate. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. 
So I'm glad Ed saw this through. I'm sorry he missed his grandma's funeral. I'm glad it went his way and that he'll continue to make math-based records. Yeah, his album Subtract is coming out soon. It's really important for the math community that Ed Sheeran not quit the industry. Yeah, you know, I was watching Young Sheldon last night, my absolute favorite show about the boy genius, Sheldon Lee Cooper. And he, if only Young Sheldon were alive to see what Ed Sheeran has done, he would have loved Ed Sheeran. You think? A hundred percent. Math-based music that he could get down to, hundred percent. Do you know who loves Young Sheldon? Who? Dana. I have to talk to her about it. Yeah. She would. She is Young Sheldon. Literally. Young Sheldon needs a girlfriend in the show called Dana. A young Dana. Actually, I got to the, I got to the episode last night where like he like falls in love with this girl. Um, and she's like, he's in high school, but he's nine years old. And this girl's like 17. And she wants to take him to like an IMAX movie in Houston, which is like a two hour drive away. So Sheldon's mom's like, I need to meet this girl. And she meets the girl and the girl is lovely. And the girl says, don't worry, Mrs. Cooper, I've babysat before. And Sheldon is crushed because he didn't realize this girl was like babysitting. He really felt like this girl loved him. I'm depressed. Thank you for that. It reminds me of that story of that nine-year-old who's going to college. Jackie, every time I watch Young Sheldon, I think about that story that we (laughs) reported on the toast a few weeks, well, months ago, I think. And I just hope, I mean, the grads are gradding right now, so he probably doesn't start until the fall. And I'm just thinking of him, like, every once in a while, I'm thinking of him, and I hope that college is everything that he deserves it to be. And everything he imagined it would be. Yeah, even at age nine, because I'm sure it's hard to have a proper college experience at age nine. Right, right, right. Thinking of him today and always. Yes. Are you ready for our next story? Yes. I know you're not going to care, but I love to close the loop on a bebe name. And Chloe and Tristan's baby boy's name has finally been revealed according to the U.S. Sun, which is so fucking random. But the couple has named their baby boy who was born last summer Tatum Robert. By the way, I do care. I saw this and I was shocked at how normal it was. Like just like a name I had heard before, not a name that was made up. Yeah, I agree. She said she was going to do a T name. There are only so many T names out there. I think Tatum is a really beautiful name. Then you add the Robert, which is very significant to Chloe. And I think it's beautiful. I like it a lot, actually. It, like, it's so kind of um like Instagram blogger, mommy blogger. Like, it's so not Kardashian. Yeah, Tatum Robert Thompson. That's a nice name. It's very, it has like a, a kingly sort of stature to it. It's very, like, respectable. It's brother of Truesdale Thompson. Right. True and Tatum is so cute. She's obviously sticking with the T theme, which like I just hate because the T is obviously for Tristan. Or Thompson, like because she likes how her first name and her last name correspond. So her kids oh. are Thompsons, so they're T's. That's actually a really good call. So, Oh, and you know what was nice? So, like even when everyone was calling him Tristan third trimester Thompson, that still was all T's. It was an alliteration, so at least they could sleep easy. <laughs> Right, knowing that while he was the most hated man in America, at least they were staying on brand. Do you know what I watched recently? Like last week, it was just on TV and I was just watching cable. Chloe and Lamar's wedding? No, the episodes of Kardashians where Tristan smooched Jordan Woods. Ooh, darn, and that, all those clips always come up on my TikTok. It was really crazy to watch 
back because at the time it was the biggest deal. And even watching it again, like it was just the craziest thing. No, and by the way, something we didn't even talk about, because I feel like I don't remember when it happened, but recently it was announced Red Table Talk is canceled because I talked about it with Olivia. Uh, Oh, Facebook Watch is kaput. Yeah, but Olivia and I both concluded that we think that it will get picked up by a network because they're all for sale. All those shows are kind of for sale now. Or like a YouTube Originals because it really was good as like a web show. Yeah, yeah. I think it won't be the last time we see the table that is red. No, and when we think about like all the iconic moments, like of course Jordan Woods, Olivia Jade, like they really were like out there doing the most on Red Table Talk. Yeah, yeah, but it was just so absolutely crazy time. It was a crazy time, that Jordan thing. Like I literally remember where we were. We were in Utah on family vacation and you and I did like an emergency podcast. It was, we couldn't believe it. It was the scandal level. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but not as crazy as Scandal because, like, an affair versus a kiss are very different. No, and honestly, I can't think of anything that's happened in the last 10 years that is as crazy as Scandal. Like, I know that sounds crazy, but it is by far the most mind-blowing thing that's ever happened to me. Like, for real. <laughs> I and it's not even happening to me. It's not even happening to me, Jax. I understand. Well, speaking of Scandal, actually, going to swap the stories around because our next story is a little Bravo Vanderpump news. Okay. Lisa Vanderpump is closing her beloved L.A. restaurant Pump for good. Lisa Vanderpump's Pump Restaurant and Lounge in West Hollywood is closing its doors after 10 years of business on July 5th. She told E! News, it's with heavy hearts that we announced that the lease at Pump Restaurant is expiring. She explained that they had previously signed a 10-year lease, but when it came time to renew, the price had increased too significantly, and it wasn't something that they were ready to commit to. After successfully running 37-plus establishments for many years, this type of rent is untenable. She didn't specify how much the rent would increase, but sources told TMZ that it would cost a million dollars a year to lease the space. However, Mm. the landlord for Pump denied both the source and Vanderpump's claims and said to page six that it's not accurate. Quote, we did not raise the rent and in fact have been nothing but supportive as they tried to catch up on lease obligations, including forgiving some rent during COVID. All right. Well, I don't I feel weird about a landlord who talks to page six. Honestly, like that's crazy. No, but like if the landlord didn't say anything, we'd be like, you know, these landlords like they're just raising rents. Rents are crazy. So I I do think like it's germane to the story that he say we didn't raise the rent. But how do you not raise the rent with like that's what I'm saying after 10 years and with inflation, like all real estate rents are going up. They have prime location in West Hollywood like raising the rent is is, it's not unfathomable that he would raise the rent like especially after 10 years and given all the economic circumstances I honestly her first statement made a ton of sense to me like if the rent went up so much I'm sure not all of her restaurants are as popular as they used to be like I wouldn't even consider this a failure I think like the restaurant business is so hard and having a popular establishment in West Hollywood for 10 years is actually a huge accomplishment. Um, but now that knowing that the rent actually wasn't increased, which also sounds like a lie to me because you're right, even in the best of economic times, after 10 years, rent changes. That's just how like the market works. Even if it goes up by like $1,000, like rents change. Right, right. And I do think that Pump is a success. They had a 10-year run and now some of her other restaurants are bigger like Tom Tom Sir is obviously really big I feel like there is not really a place for pump right now like it's just not as necessary as it once was 
You know what's crazy? is like we were watching the show when Pump was being built. And so that was 10 years ago. Like I could vomit. Like that's insane. That is insane, but it's full circle. Also, mm-hmm. Villa Blanca closed down. Um, but she has Vanderpump Cocktail Garden at Caesars Palace in Vegas. And that is literally, when you get to Vegas level, like you're like so rich. Like I think she's fine. Yeah, no, I think she has two places in Vegas. No, I'm not worried about her. And I think like sometimes things come to an end and it's not like they were evicted. It was like the lease, we had to reassess it. And it just doesn't make financial sense. Like, okay, great. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. And I'm also not in my, like, hating Vanderpump era. Like, I was many years ago. Like, everything she did, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I, I've come to actually – she's endearing herself to me quite a bit. So um, I'm okay with this. Rest in peace. Rip, Pump. Rip. Yeah. The more I think about it, the more it makes sense. Pump is kind of, like, doesn't have a place in the Vanderpump ecosystem right now. It just doesn't. Like, Tom Tom uh, is literally – Right down the street, every event that they do, they do it at Tom Tom. Yep. And Sir is still the hub. Like, great. Trim okay. the fat. Trim the fat. Is Lisa at all involved in something about her? She's like helping them with the lease and she's like going to the sandwich and they're, they said they're going to take on investors. Like, I'm sure she's going to be a part of it. I don't think she, I mean, she said like over and over again, she's not investing. I think she has taken on this advisor role. One, because she likes Katie and Ariana, but two, it's her role in the show. Yeah. But like it would like it's such a smaller operation. It's not a bar, so they don't need like a liquor license. It's like gonna be much cheaper. She should just invest a little. Especially now that like everyone's so team Ariana and Katie. Like they're gonna they're gonna destroy the fans, destroy shorts and sandies, and make this the number one sandwich shop in West Hollywood. Yeah, no, it would be a good investment, but as of right now, she's not slated to invest. Right. Her role though is just like a little weird. It makes sense in the context of the show. And all she did was, show. like, connect them with her realtor. It's not like she yeah. was out there no, pounding but like the pavement. She, but, like, she knew that they got had gotten approved for the lease before they did. Yeah, but, like, that's it's just weird. Lisa show tings. Yes. Yeah. Lisa show tings. Lisa show tings. Anyways, goodbye to Pump. You had a nice Rip. run. Rip Pump. Now, before we dive into the next story, let me let you know that the remainder of today's show is brought to you by Lululemon, specifically the Lululemon Align Collection. So everyone's always saying, turdy, turdy, your flare pants, you look so snatched. Where are they from? They are from Lululemon. I'm obsessed with these pants. They're from the Align Collection, and the Align Collection has, like, amazing products in them. Like, I also love the biker shorts, but these flare pants, like, really, um, really speak to, like, a different part of my soul. I wear them everywhere, and they're so versatile. Like, not me wearing them to the airport and then also, like, to a full-on business meeting. You could dress them up, dress them down, boots, sneakers, whatever it is. And the Align Collection is everything of the sort. So all of their... Um, items in the Align Collection have the best flexibility. So it's made with this four-way stretch. That means you can bend, stretch, move literally any way you want to without restrictions or distractions and without like that band digging into your stomach to the point where you're like nauseous and have to pull your pants down in the back of an Uber. If you've been there, you know. They're also really comfortable. They're made with Nulu fabric for the softest, comfiest texture that your legs have ever felt. It's true. It's like that Lululemon thing. Everything they have is just like so soft and like thin, but also coverage and warm. It's not sheer. Um, And the fit is fabulous. It shapes perfectly to your body for a flattering look that is uniquely you. They're also weightless. It feels like you're wearing nothing and nothing else. So I love, again, the pants that I'm talking about are the high-rise mini flare pant from the Align Collection, but they have great, great products in the Align Collection besides that, like those biker shorts, running shorts, really great stuff. So get into the Lululemon Align Collection. It's available now at lululemon.com. Of course, that's L-U-L-U-Lemon.com, and that's the Lululemon Align Collection. Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome, Jackie. 
Our next story, SNL revealed the final two hosts that were booked before the writer's strike shut down. They had booked Kieran Culkin and Jennifer Coolidge as the final season 48 hosts. And as we talked about yesterday, Pete Davidson. But SNL fans will have to wait a bit longer for the return of new episodes due to the ongoing Writers Guild of America union strike. People has confirmed that NBC series will not produce any more new episodes this season, including Kieran Culkin's slated return and Jennifer Coolidge's big debut. That would have been her first time hosting. And honestly, we're we're suffering. Our loss. Our, Our loss. Like that's. That's really tough for everyone. Those are both. I watched Kiernan's uh, last year. I feel like he's like on this thing now where like whenever Succession is on, he like gets booked on SNL. His last one was so good. Um, that sucks. Like that just fucking sucks for us. The, by the way, this WGA strike is like it's everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. We were sending each other stuff back and forth yesterday. Like there's a lot of new there's a ton of news surrounding it. A lot of people are dropping out or not participating in events in support of the writer's strike. The writer's strike signs are going viral because they're like pretty shady. Funny, Funny, shady, yeah. Uh, There's just a lot. Yeah, there is a lot. I do have a question because I feel like I, I think a lot of like major celebrities like throwing their weight behind the WGA is like actually helpful. Like I saw Cynthia Nixon was down there. Chessie from... Parent Trap was down there, like, throwing their support. A lot of people are pulling out. Like, John Mulaney pulled out of this event because he's, like, a writer to his core. Then I also saw, like, Lala Kent pulling out of, like, appearances. And I don't understand how that helps the writers. I thought the same thing. Lala Kent is, uh, like, not going to an award show. And I was like, how does that help the writers? I don't understand. Like, maybe it does. Like, maybe it does. But I don't understand how. So just, like, drop it in the comments Explain it to me. Yeah. Explain to me how it helps the writers because I'm hella confused. Um... But also, like, if I was a celebrity and there was, like, an event I really didn't want to do or, like, didn't want to go or, like, a a job I didn't want to take, I'd be like, oh, you know what? I support the writers. And I do support the writers, so I wouldn't even be lying. But you'll notice no one skipped the Met Gala in support of the writers. Well, the Met Gala is actually not, like, a Hollywood – like, they're protesting the networks. I also misspoke yesterday when I said it was just NBC. It's all of them. It's the streamers. It's everything. Um and I don't think that the Met Gala really has anything to do with, like, networks and cable and streamers. No, no, it doesn't. But like a lot of some of these events don't have much to do with like the writers. That's true. It's true. It's that's true. It feels just like picky and choosy. You know, it used to, like way, how you used to be like, oh, I can't come, I have COVID, or oh, I was exposed. Yeah. By the way, did you watch that Amanda Seyfried interview I was telling you about yesterday? I saw one clip. How fucking funny was it? Really funny. I love her passion. Like, you know what fuck, it was reminding man? me of a it's little not bit? Right, man. You know what it was reminding of Vanessa Hudgens' COVID video. You know what it was reminding yeah, it's me of? Terrible. What but was- inevitable. No, it was reminding <laughs> me of because like it's just the way she's talking is so weird. It's also the stuff coming out of her mouth, but she's like kind of drunk. Like, dude, like the fuck, like give the writers what they want. Like, and it was like that video when like this sneaker company or like kind of like a hype beast, I forget, like YouTube channel, did a video with Bella Hadid in a sneaker store. And she's like, if my dude rolling up in these kicks, he's fresh, man. And everyone fucking roasts her like, what are you talking about? She was like, if if homeboy, if homeboy finna get in these shoes, like he's going to get it. That's what she said. If he's rolling up in these shoes, homeboy's going to get it. Uh, cringe. Cringe. But I also have never really heard Amanda Seyfried speak out of character like out of a a role so maybe that's just her personality 
dude, like, fuck, man. Like, get the writers. It's literally so fucking funny. Like, I don't think I'll ever get over it. It's the best clip of all time. She's so passionate, and she also has no fucking idea what's going on. It's a beautiful combination. Beautiful combination. It's a beautiful combination. Yeah. So sad for Jennifer Coolidge on SNL. But also, why wasn't she on earlier this season? Like, her big moments of the year, like, were kind of a few months ago. I feel like she could have been on sooner and we could have avoided this. And she also could have been on when the last White Lotus premiered. So I just kind of feel like SNL is kind of bandwagoning off of her success. No, they waited too long and they were too stubborn. And look, look what happened. It's the one you got. Yeah. This is their fault. Right. Like when White Lotus was on, she could have been on SNL. When she was doing like her like Emmy campaigning, she was all over. She could have been on then. No, they waited till like she's literally irrelevant now. Well, it's not irrelevant. You know what I mean? Like she's not... Of on the name on everybody's lips currently. Yeah, who would you say is the name on everybody's lips currently? Like amazing today, question changes amazing. day to day. That's an amazing question. Yeah, let me think. Hold on. Honestly, it's like still everyone from Vanderpump Rules. It's so crazy. <laughs> Did you see they were talking about Vanderpump Rules on the View yesterday? Yeah, because J Lo was on. J Lo was on, and Whoopi Goldberg was like, "Do you watch Vanderpump Rules?" <laughs> Uh, yeah, and J-Lo, I saw that she said, like, if her, if Ben did that to her, like, she would walk out the door. Well, Duh. I would hope so. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Hot take, J-Lo. Duh. Um, also, this is so random, but I was watching these videos this morning. I have to start sending it to you, but I want to give a shout out to somebody who I've started following on TikTok. His username is Heartthrobert. And he does these rewatch videos. He's watching Seventh Heaven. And we used to watch Seventh Heaven growing up and we loved it. And I guess we didn't realize how absolutely fucking moronic it is. Because they're trying to tackle these like real life issues in like this really old school like PC Christian family pastor kind of way. So they're trying to do this. They're doing this episode (laughs) on like drug addiction, but they're not going to do actual drugs in the show. You know, this is a nice family. So the kids in the family, two of them get um, into uh, (laughs) like herbal energy pills (laughs) so they're like up all night in the courtyard playing basketball and then like the girl that she's playing with from her high school takes like a whole handful of herbal energy pills and has a heart attack and has to go to the hospital and Jackie these videos are so funny you forget how fucking moronic this show was I will send them to you I just I think everybody needs to go watch these videos it's in his rewatch playlist I was watching them this morning with Ben cackling they did an episode on gang violence there's this girl at the high school who has a gun under her bed. Like, it's so stupid. That's crazy. And then it's also crazier that the father, the reverend, is a pedophile in real life. Yeah. So in his videos, instead of calling the dad the pastor, he calls him the pedophile. It's so funny. <laughs> that <laughs> was the crazy. Best videos. That was crazy. What's his name? Steven, like something. Is he in jail? I think so. That was low-key... And, like, the show, like, Jessica Biel is in the show. Like, it's so crazy. Beverly Mitchell. Beverly Mitchell. Good times. That's crazy that Jessica Biel is in the show, though. I know. That's, like, how we know her. That's how she is who she is. Seventh Heaven. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, are you ready for our fifth and final story? I am. I'm ready to get get into it. It's a little influencer TikTok drama that I'm also going to need you to explain a little bit because I'm not understanding, like, the alleged crimes okay beauty brand tart has apologized for a miscommunication after a tiktok influencer claimed she was treated like a second tier person on a proposed brand trip 
So the beauty brand Tarte has apologized for a miscommunication that led a TikTok creator to feel slighted and pull out of a brand trip slated for the hotly anticipated Miami Grand Prix auto racing event this weekend. But what may have started as a miscommunication has spun into a heated dialogue about bias and privilege. Bria Jones is a lifestyle influencer with 458,000 followers. She shared her frustrations in a viral TikTok on Wednesday, saying she felt she was treated like a second-tier person, quote, Bria said, quote, I'll be damned as a black creator if I accept anything other than equal treatment on these trips. She said that she did receive an invite to Sunday's race, but that it was rescinded to, due to a typo. She also acknowledged that her numbers are not like some of these other creators, assuming that was the reason she was left out of Sunday's affairs. But she said being excluded made her feel less than. Because she was not invited to watch the Formula One race on Sunday after discovering her other influencer friends would be attending. However, she wound up deactivating her account by Thursday, telling Insider that she had received online bullying and death threats after Tarte's CEO responded to her video. In the CEO's video, and then in a statement to Insider from the CMO of the company, the company said that a miscommunication stemmed from the fact that arrivals and departures were staggered for all creators the brand had invited to the three-day event and that no creators were given preferential treatment over others. Amid some confusion and the TikTok community taking sides, um, this is what we know about. Let me explain. Let me explain. Thank you. Let me explain. Thank you. So Tarte is doing another um, influencer trip. They just did one in Turks and Caicos, which is now being brought into the conversation. But the conversation started about the Formula F1 thing in Miami. So this girl was basically like, I was going, I was so excited. And I was like talking to my other influencer friends. And this girl who made the video, Bria, her flight, she was looking, was like scheduled to leave. I don't know if this is the right day, but let's say like Saturday. And the Formula Thursday. One race is Thursday. Okay. And the Formula One race is on Friday. It's on Sunday. So it was like tart, whatever. Sorry. <laughs> so she was basically like brought on the trip, but she wasn't going to stay till the end. And so they had basically had people coming for different amounts of time. And I'm sure like the really famous or, you know, lots of followers, people were getting to stay till the main event. Um, but not everyone, you know, they're limited in how many rooms they had and whatever. So they, I'm sure they said they weren't doing it on based on treatment, but I think they should just be honest and say that they were, cause this is a business. Like, of course, like if we want content made on Sunday with the race, we want the girl with 10 million followers. Like it's not, crazy to say that um and then everybody just started having conversations like yeah well you know they just did this whole week in Turks and Caicos and they had like shifts of people coming in and everybody was doing room tours and it was like well this person got a big suite with a slide and this person didn't only have one window and now they're like they're treating people you know based on their followers and and ranking them and it's like yeah is that bad like it's it's a brand trip not a the charity trip like if I if I had a brand and I was spending they probably spent a shit ton of money I want the people who have the most to, to offer me I'm gonna offer them the most too right and no? you want them to come so if you're if 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 you want them to come to your Formula One weekend but they're not getting a ticket to Formula One like they might those bigger accounts might not come but the smaller accounts might come because like that that's enticing to that them. might be the only opportunity that they have where it's like somebody with 11 million followers if they want to go to f1 like there's a million brands that'll take them. right it's the same thing as like you know someone with more followers being paid more for that weekend than someone with less followers right because you're just like being paid based on the exposure so i think you've said that like tart doesn't necessarily pay their influencers for these trips so the accommodations and the perks are the payment so the more right. your rate is then the more perks that you would get, like that so makes nobody, sense. Nobody gets paid 
to go on these trips. So I don't know if we would be having this conversation if people were mad that somebody with 10 million followers got paid 100 grand for the trip and somebody with 500,000 followers got paid 10 grand for the trip. I like, think that this, I think that accommodations, we might. I honestly Well, that's But I would I'm sorry, dis- that's not how the world works. Right. I would disagree with that. I would too. Like accommodations in this scenario are the form of payment. So length of your stay room type and I saw Brianna Chicken Fry actually made a good video about it because she was like I got a shit room and like I didn't care one because it was just like we were having fun and two because like I know how many followers I have and I know that like when you look at the people who were there like some of them have like 15 million followers like it is a ranking system and I think it's okay to say that because I don't think that's necessarily bad it's the same way like at any sort of job somebody with more seniority and more skill or whatever gets paid more it's it's a ranking system that's that's the capitalist world we live in and I don't know if there's necessarily anything wrong with that no I I think there's nothing wrong with it I think it's foolish to think that it should be a different way or like that and also at the end of the day like all you girls are going on a free fucking trip with all these perks like staying at Prince's old house on the beach like having the time of your fucking life so your room was smaller than someone else's like tiny violins I'm sorry I don't care yeah no I agree and I think there's a difference and I didn't see her cite any of this but like if if people from the company we're actually treating her differently in like a personable way. Like that's wrong. Yeah. Like, that is wrong. But that's not what I saw. And maybe maybe I didn't see w- w- more stuff. But what I saw was basically like valuing, you know, room types and length of stays and, you know, how much product you got in your room. I got three concealers. She got two. Like that I think is like petty. And again, these are unreal opportunities. And I honestly think Tart would be better off being totally honest and being like, yeah, of course, like, the person with 15 million followers is going to get the suite on the top floor and the person with 200,000 followers. And you know what's so crazy is like in the grand scheme of TikTok and this girl has 450,000 followers, like that's really low comparatively in the beauty space. Like that's low. It is. Yeah. Agreed. Also, Tart, when they were trying to like explain their, I think the the Turks and Caicos trip like was clearly based on following hierarchy rooms, etc. But this F1 trip, um, they tried to clarify the varying schedules, saying that every creator that was invited was asked to come for a three-day duration staggered throughout the week. So for some creators, those three days mm. included the actual race. For other creators, it was just like three days leading up to Formula One in Miami. And they said the yeah. entire event was three days. And to spread the love, we had invited many creators to join us, each for one of the three days. All creators had an equal itinerary with one day at the race, one dinner, and one nightclub event. And no one was staying longer than anyone else. She added that creators with all different size followings were invited across the three days. Right. So so if you don't want to rank based on following, then only the big creators would be invited in the future. Like, right. is that better? No, I don't think I so. I don't think so. No, I will say, like, in terms of makeup I feel like for the last couple of years Tarte has kind of like fell to the back burner they were really hot for a while and then like all these other brands popped up and I think people forgot about Tarte but they've really been doing a good job of like especially with these trips and in you know TikTok which is like the center of the beauty space now it's not YouTube anymore they're really killing it and I honestly think conversations like they like this are you know at the end of the day good for the brand because we're talking about Tarte and and I also I really I don't I haven't heard anything that I feel like they did anything wrong yeah. No, I And it, you know and, and by the way, I am sympathetic. Like it definitely sucks to like be on a trip and like know that like you're, you know, considered like less valuable or 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 
less important because of followers, which is just like this abstract, like I get it, like on a personal level, like that fucking sucks. Like I totally get it. But I don't think really like anyone who was invited on the trip, like really has anything to complain about based on what I've seen. Yeah. Also the uh, founder had made like a TikTok video talking about how she was like sad that Bria had felt this way. And that also um, they didn't realize people would like be upset about like what's going on on the track. Like she said, I wasn't thinking what's going on in the track. I was just thinking how we can get people to have this most fabulous experience. It's like, of course, I didn't know the 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 fucking race would be so important to people. Yeah. And by the way, like I'm sure because like TikTok in general is crazy. The beauty community is like so like the fact that this girl had to deactivate her account when she was just like sharing her experience, even though maybe I don't necessarily agree with it. Like that sucks. And I'm sure she's like bugging into having the worst week ever. Yeah, because it goes like, you know, the mob just goes from here to there to here to there. So when she first posts her video, they're all like, yeah, why isn't everyone treated the same? And then they hear the response like. And they're like, well, why are you complaining that you didn't get to stay one extra day on your glamorous free trip? And it's just, it's it's impossible. And then it just, it gets so dark. It gets so dark. So I do feel bad for this creator if she's getting like mean messages and it's, nobody deserves that. It's impossible. It's impossible to win. And while I don't agree, I think like everyone needs to calm the fuck down. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, it's just... No, at the end of the day, like, Tart Tart is running a business. This is, you know, a business. This is not, like, a free-for-all charity. Like, for them to be intentional with room giveaways, that, to me, that's smart business sense. If I was running a brand trip and somebody who had 15 million followers agreed to come, bitch, they could have my room. They could have my fucking room, okay? Yeah. Also, it seems like the Turks and Caicos setup and the Miami one were different in terms of, like, what perks were given. And if anything, I'm sure because the Miami trip might have been a little more equitable just because it was, like, three days for everyone. Um, I'm sure they're saying, like, in hotels and not, yeah. like, a house where there's only – like some rooms are bigger there than other rooms they can't rebuild the house they're not gonna build a house it's like has equal rooms right for For the the brand trips for the brand trips yeah but it's just an interesting conversation that's being had on tiktok yeah i don't know i don't know complain talk is like one of my least favorite trends on tiktok i don't disagree yeah so that's what that's what you missed on Glee. And that's your final episode of the week. On Monday, Jax and I are back in the studio. I'll be back in New York. Make sure to be following me on Instagram and make sure to join the Patreon because we're going to get some sickening content and we're going to make vlogs and get ready with me's. And I'm so excited. And Jax, I miss you so much. Like, it's not the same, even though I'm staying at this hotel and I, the one that you were supposed to stay at, and I know you would fucking hate it here. Like, I can just tell this aesthetic is so not your vibe. Like, I, I walked in, I'm like, honestly, it's, it's like a cool hotel, you know? So it's like loud and there's like bar and drunk people. Oh my God, I, I got in the elevator last night after Shannon sprayed me and I'm like not wearing my shoes and I couldn't figure out how to swipe the fucking key to like press my room number. I hate that shit, even though it's like good for security. So they take me up to the rooftop bar, even though I didn't press anything. And these like gaggle of like drunk elders got in. They're literally standing on my feet, like love your shoes. Where are they from? Like screaming in my face. And I was like, you know what? Blessed be the Lord that Jackie's not here. Uh, yeah, well, I'm sure that you also came like at night. It's a big weekend in Nashville. Yeah. There's all the grads. Like maybe today will be a little exactly. more civilized. Well, we're going to get this up- episode uploaded for you guys. And then we're on our way. We'll be back on Monday. Jax, I love ya. Love ya.
Thank you so much for listening to the Toast and Lenny Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories. You need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please forget to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts anywhere podcasts can be found. So it's Spotify, iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, 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 Facebook,